It's Monday, May 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. This is the last year Muslim families in the Melville School District will have to choose between sending their children to school or taking the day off to celebrate Eid. There were no objections, you know. And it was like my heart started growing. Like, you know, I mean, it was like bigger and bigger. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports on the district's decision to make Eid a school holiday. The rules for attending live performances in St. Louis have changed dramatically since officials removed mask mandates. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the trend has been for venues to drop other pandemic safety restrictions, but rules can vary from night to night. Many venues have removed pandemic safety rules for most events, but will still enforce them if artists require it. Fans wanting to see Bastille at the factory in Chesterfield on May 31st won't need to wear a mask or show proof of COVID-19 vaccination, but anyone headed to Still Woozy at the same venue the next night will. At the old Rock House Club in St. Louis, managing partner Tim Weber says he doesn't think mask mandates imposed by venues are persuasive for audiences. If their favorite artist asked them to do something, it would push them in one direction or another. Boy, mo- most of the artists have gotten rid of all of their policies and restrictions. The best way to know the rules for any event? Check the venue's website in advance. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. SSM Health is acquiring the organization that staffs St. Louis University's medical school. The deal for SLU Care Physician Group is expected to be finalized this summer. A statement from both says the deal marks a significant investment in the School of Medicine at St. Louis University, allowing for the expansion of research, training, and education. SLUCARE has more than 600 faculty and medical professionals who will become part of a division of SSM Health St. Louis. A new report card from the American Society of Civil Engineers rates Illinois' infrastructure a C- and calls it, quote, mediocre and in need of attention. The grade comes in spite of the state's move to pour money into infrastructure over the last few years. Patrick Lack chairs the committee that wrote the report. He says there are serious disparities in upkeep and funding for facilities in different parts of Illinois. For example, for aviation, we look at the great work that's been going on at O'Hare and even Midway recently. However, there are still over 100 other airports throughout the state that require attention and investment on their runways and taxiways. Illinois is expecting about $18 billion in infrastructure money from the federal government. Lack says that funding should go a long way toward upgrading the state's roads, bridges, and water service. A coalition of more than 100 groups has a new plan to make raising and processing cows more sustainable. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports. An example of the goals is for the industry to be carbon neutral by 2040. And the group says one way to do that, change pasture management to include more grasses that do a good job of carbon sequestration. Kim Stackhouse-Lawson teaches animal science at Colorado State University. She supports the goals, but also says there needs to be more science behind such efforts. The absolute lack of funding to research this and to develop solutions that are actually scalable on the landscape. We haven't had funding to look at enteric methane mitigation from federal dollars since 2010. Leaders for the Roundtable for Sustainable Beef say the plan has industry buy-in and it will make a difference. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis-based outdoors group has received a $120,000 grant from the National Park Foundation to bring more black people to national parks. 
Black People Who Hike will tour five parks starting this summer. Members will visit Yosemite, Yellowstone, Acadia, the Great Sand Dunes, and Hawaii Volcanoes. Their activities will include hiking, camping, historical tours, and yoga. Organization founder Debbie Ja wants black St. Louisans to use the parks as spaces to heal. Hiking in itself is a form of meditation, but to really take it a step further and like incorporate mindful yoga, I think people will see an even elevated effect. Registration will open this month. Families throughout St. Louis are celebrating Eid today as Ramadan comes to a close. Muslim families in the Melville School District have something more to celebrate. Starting next year, the district is adding Eid as an official school holiday. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke spoke with families in the district. On a recent evening in South St. Louis County, the St. Louis Islamic Center's parking lot was full and the mosque was lit up. As the sun set, dozens of families prayed before breaking their Ramadan fast and eating an iftar dinner together. After years of the pandemic, Maryam Shekich is excited to be able to celebrate like this again. And she's really looking forward to Eid. You know, taking the day off, coming over each other's houses, and um, honestly, just gift sharing, little packages for the kids. Her kids, Ibrahim and Medina, are starting kindergarten in the fall in the Melville School District. They'll be in the first class that will have Eid as an official school holiday. I was so excited. I really was. Um, They can just take the day off instead of have to make an excuse or, (laughs) um, you know, just not show up without an excuse. Um, Everybody deserves a day off for their holiday. You won't find Eid on many school district calendars in Missouri. Melville might be the first in the state to recognize the holiday marking the end of Ramadan. As class sought out from Bernard Middle School in Melville on a recent afternoon, Aliyah Jekic was picking up his 14-year-old daughter, Alyssa. Jekic moved to the United States from Bosnia more than two decades ago. We live in two worlds, you know. Me, uh, me as, a, as a Bosnian-American, I live in Bosnia and I live in the United States. In Bosnia, Eid is called Bayram, and kids traditionally go door-to-door to congratulate each other and receive gifts like chocolate or money. For Jekic, part of spanning those two worlds was explaining to his daughter how his community's traditions compared to the ones they saw in St. Louis. And, you know, explaining her the differences in the holidays, that was always a challenge, you know. Uh, why are these lights for the Christmas and what, why do we have that? You know, so I'm like, you know, trying to put in perspective our Eid as the Christmas uh, for the, uh, some of the other children. For their family, Ramadan requires a lot of communication with the school. Alyssa Jekic reaches out to her teachers every year to remind them that Eid is coming up. Usually I always have to send them emails that I'm going to be out that day because I'm always trying to just be with my family, like I said. And it's just really hard sometimes because now I have to be like, oh, uh, like, what did we do on that day? She's not alone. On a typical Eid, Melville's absences are double what they usually are. Last year, about 1,400 kids missed school in the district that day. That's one reason administrators started to think about adding the holiday to the calendar, says Brian Smith, an assistant superintendent of teaching and learning. That's a bad position for, I think, you know, a, a district and a community to be in, is trying to make people, you know, make decisions between what their religious beliefs are and certainly what the calendar of a school district looks like. Smith is part of the committee that puts together the district's calendar. When it was time for them to meet in October, Aliyah Jekic went with a group to speak in favor of adding Eid. 
uh, we said what we uh, what we wanted to say. You know, that you know that the, the having eight on the calendar meant a lot to us, and there were no objections. You know, and it was like my heart started growing. Like you know, I mean, it was like bigger and bigger. When the committee made its decision, Jackic felt like his daughter could now be her full self in school. He says this has been enormously positive for his community. When I came to the United States 25 years ago, I knew it was a land of opportunity. It accepted everybody. This kind of just shows that. We are not just here as the number on the census. We are neighbors. We are students. We are teachers. We are cleaners. We are cooks. We are part of the community. He says after 20 years in St. Louis, the Bosnian-American Muslims in the district feel like they're finally being accepted in their entirety. And next year's Eid will be written in their history here. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Shayla Farzan edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.